Do you enjoy taking tours on vacation? Or do you prefer to discover things on your own? Our private tour of Vatican City was worth every penny. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. I'm Jamin Houghton, and this is my wife, Hillary. Hey. And we are Travel FOMO. Yeah. If you are a fan of podcasts, uh, then you know how helpful it would be for you to rate, review, and subscribe to the Travel FOMO podcast from wherever you're listening. Uh, there's all kinds of algorithms out in the podcast mm-hmm. world that if you would take those simple steps, that would really help us out a lot, help other people discover us and join the Travel FOMO family. Yeah, and it's so easy. And um, today we are wrapping up our Across the Pond season, and you'll hear about the smallest country in the world, Vatican City. That's right. It is smack dab in the middle of Rome. So if you are in Rome, it's a must-see. It would be hard to miss, honestly. So uh, yeah, if you're there, you've got to go check it out. Yeah, and whenever we went, um, so this was May um, of 2019, mm-hmm. and we um, kind of arrived, and it was a, we were really lucky to have a really great really great day there really great weather on our trip and um what's some people don't realize about vatican city is that it is indeed a country and it functions that way yes. and um and it is a country that is completely enclosed by a wall yeah and so here in america you know people have heard conversations of you know building a border and, and having a wall down on our south border um well this is actually a country that really does that um vatican city is completely enclosed by a wall and i just find that interesting and it never really correlated the two at all um but uh so it's pretty obvious when you see vatican city you know exactly where it is it's the big wall (laughs) yes yeah and um you know we kind of show up and uh and arrive to saint peter's basilica um which is you know a, a huge outdoor space um which um you know we um got to take some pictures there which is a kind of a great way to start the day we had given ourselves plenty of time because we did not want to miss our tour and um we eventually made our way around vatican city there are several different entrances uh, for people who don't know and so we made our our way to the entrance where we were supposed to meet um the tour guide and um found our meeting spot there's a lot of other people there you know we're standing on these steps and we get in this line uh for our TripAdvisor tour. You know, we'd scheduled it all on TripAdvisor. It looked, um, it was pretty pricey, but it really looked like a good tour and um, it was guaranteed to be um, a really good deal. And so um, we get in line and we're showing them our tickets and they walk through each person and they look at all the tickets, but they get to us and they go, oh, oh yeah, you have like the private tour. And I was like, oh, I kind of felt like everybody was kind of, you know how those private tours right. are yeah. not always so private. So I just thought it meant a small group, you know. And so they end up sending us, um, having us step aside for a few minutes. And then eventually they say, you know, it's going to be a little bit, why don't you guys go wait in the cafe around the corner and we'll come get you when it's time. And I thought that was really different. I did not expect that. Yeah, I was the same way. I like... I assumed when we got there and there's like a group of, you know, 15 to 20 people, I assumed like this is our like this is our group that we're with. Right. Yeah. And we stood like there with those people for quite a while until Mm -hmm. they came around checking everyone's tickets. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we truly had 
private tour, a skip the line private tour. And, um, I, I was, it was very, very custom. And so our tour guide shows up and we'd actually spent a little bit of time in the cafe waiting and we, nobody else showed up. And so we kept thinking, well, there's, they're not having anybody else meet us here. That's kind of weird. Have they forgotten us? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like... I, I was still convinced that we were part of a larger group and like maybe the group that we had been standing with was just there early. And I was like, I bet they forgot to come get us again as the next group assembled or something like I like I was starting to get a little worried yeah. about like what are We're just going to be sitting here in this cafe and our group is probably already gone. Yes. Um, But come to find out, our our tour guide showed up and she was like, y'all ready? And then we really realized, in that moment, I realized, like, it's just us, like you and us. And she was like, yeah. There's a private tour. And I was like, wow, like this is a, this is a real private tour and, um, and a very custom tour. And so, um, we made our way into, uh, Vatican city. And, you know, some of the things that people don't know is, um, there are the multiple entrances you can, um, get, uh, skip the line tickets, um, there's also just the regular waiting in line, you know, Mm -hmm. that you could do, um, and which is, you know, an ordeal you will spend, a large portion of your day waiting in line. Um, and it can be pretty hot during that time of the day too. (laughs) And then, um, uh, one, some of the things that other people don't know is, um, there are, um, there's an attire that you need to wear. So, um, they want everything, everyone to be very modest. And so, and it applies to men and women. You are not allowed to show your knees or your shoulders. And so that's kind of a big deal. Um, I could just hear Jamin's knees popping just now. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, but yeah, they want everybody to stay really, um, really modest. And so that's why they have um, have that. But you should know that or you will get turned away. So that's something I can say. Yeah, it's a great thing to know. And there's a few, like, there's a few different levels of, of things that you can see and buy tickets of. So they have the Vatican Museums with a ton of artwork and things like that. They also, there's um, St. Peter's Basilica and the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. And all of those kind of get ticketed and directed individually. And um, we bought the, uh, our tour was for all three because we wanted to like, we really, we were going to spend the money and really see all the Vatican City. I was really interested in it. Um, and I know you were too. And so we really wanted to make the most of, yeah. of our day there. Yeah. And, and I'd actually had a really bad experience when I'd gone previously with my sister. And um, it, it really felt like we were just cattle being shuffled through a system. And we'd been one of those people that we just showed up and stood in line and didn't have tickets in advance and um, and had no like special treatment at all. And it was rough. It was really rough. And so I remember when you were really interested, I was like, well, if we're going to do it, we need to do it different than when I've done it before. Right. Yeah. So it kind of like, you know, kind of started those conversations and, um, and then so glad we did, we like show up and there was a little bit of waiting no matter what, even if you're going in the back door, you still have to, there's still other people headed right. in the back door, <laughs> yeah. but our tour guide, it was like, she knew 
the people at the door. It was basically mm-hmm. they just kind of saw her and nodded. She showed them tickets and, um, you know, she did like what a secret handshake and a little dance and right. all that. She gave them the sign, like the secret <laughs> sign. <laughs> like wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it felt very, honestly, like it felt very cool. Like I was like, wow, we just we just walked into the Vatican city. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. And I remember she, like, she took us in and we got like, there's kind of an, an observation deck that looked kind of looked out over the city, sort of a high point, um, which was really cool. And she kind of pointed out some things and Mm -hmm. a few buildings. And then, you know, she, she was like, all right, we're going to see the Sistine chapel and we're going to see the museums and we're going to see St. Peter's. And I remember her asking us, like, what are you most interested in? Uh, Paintings, sculptures, both, history, a little bit of mix. And um, because she was going to customize, like, the tour to us, which I thought was was really cool and and a great great way to go about it. Yeah, we were so unprepared for that, though. Right, like that was crazy. I had no idea that was coming, and I was like, I don't custom the, questions. The I mean, famous stuff. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was just going to stand in the back. <laughs> exactly, I was going to stand in the back of the tour. Um, That's funny, but no, it was it was great, and uh, I remember one of the first things that she took us to was the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, and um, if you if you don't know um, the Sistine Chapel, you're not allowed to talk once you're inside. So they have a picture of all of the paintings from the walls and the ceiling outside of the chapel so that your tour guide can take you up to that picture and basically walk you through the artwork that you're about to see and explain it all to you, walk you through the symbolism, tell you who painted it and when they painted it and kind of the things that were going on. And they can kind of give you that rundown. Yeah. Before you before you actually go in. Yeah. And I don't know that all tour guides do that, but ours did. Um, either yes. way, it's sitting out there. You can like so if you're on your own, you should stop and look at all the details and kind of read up on the Sistine Chapel before you walk in the doors and it'll be more meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. It um, it made a big difference because, uh, well, one, she told us a lot about Michelangelo that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, he was commissioned to do the Sistine Chapel by a pope. He was in Rome to do a sculpture because that's what he did. Like mm-hmm. he was he was a sculptor and he was in Rome for that purpose. And the and the pope asked him to paint the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. And he had never like not that he had never painted, but he wasn't a painter. Yeah. So he like there's some consternation on his part of like, this isn't what I do. Like, I don't. I don't paint. I sculpt. Yeah. You like. Thanks for playing. Yeah. You got the wrong guy. (laughs) (laughs) And the Pope was very insistent. And because he's the Pope, he got his way. And so Michelangelo actually spent four years painting the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. And it's now one of the most incredible works of art that there is. Yeah, And it's so much more than just the ceiling. Right. Yes. Like yeah, we like talk the, about the ceiling a lot, but it's all the walls. There's all kinds of stuff there. Yeah. yeah the walls, like uh, the the paintings of on the frescoes on the walls, and the you know the creation of Adam and the ceiling, and there's just so much that you don't know. And and even if you see it and you recognize it's a beautiful painting, when someone walks you through 
the details of it and and what's really going on it it's just incredible like if if you look at the creation of adam right like that's a big piece of the sistine chapel that everybody's probably seen where Adam is laying on earth and he has his hand outstretched to God and God is reaching down from heaven and their fingertips touch. Yeah, right? very famous. Yeah. yeah. And so everybody kind of knows that. But if but if you don't have someone explaining everything to you, you see stuff like if you look at God, the angels are f- formed around God in such a way that it makes the shape of basically of a brain. And so not, not only is God transferring soul but he's transferring knowledge and intelligence to adam and and that symbolism is in that painting but if you don't have someone explaining it to you you just you don't know yeah and and it's really obvious once you're told that you're like oh of course i totally see the brain (laughs) (laughs) yeah but um but until you know that and isn't it in that part of um the the ceiling where he also Michelangelo painted a face that resembles himself. Yes. Yeah. That's really cool. Too. Yeah. And, um, he did that in a few places on the, the last judgment. Um, he painted the Pope into the last judgment, which is on one of the walls. Um, and just so much symbolism and you get to hear all about it. And then when you walk in, it's incredible because you walk into this room full of people and it's the Sistine Chapel. So much has, has happened there. It's, it's basically the, the Pope's chapel where big things that involve the Pope, those ceremonies take place there. Like Mm -hmm. when a new Pope is chosen, conclave happens there in the Sistine Chapel and they vote on the Pope and they will send the smoke up through the chimney that, that everybody watches. And so all of those significant events happen in this room and you walk in and it's full of people and it's completely quiet. And so you walk in and, and I remember our tour guide was like, take your time. We'll stay in there kind of as long as you want. I'll be kind of toward the back, close to the back door, which is the door that we'll go out of. So just when you're ready, come that way. And I mean, we spent a good what, 15 minutes maybe longer in there yeah and it really does pull you in and you just see everyone in awe of this art and and it's so meaningful and there's so much to it that you recognize for me I didn't grow up appreciating art mm-hmm. and it was kind of something that you know yeah there's art and there are things that are pretty but you know, what, like, what is it really? But when you see something moving like that and you, and you recognize, you get to see something from a master like Michelangelo and this piece of art that people have looked at and been inspired by and been taught by and formed by for centuries, right? then you start to understand like, oh, that's the impact of it. Like that's, that's what's happening that's what art is and that's why it's important that's why it needs to be preserved and why it needs to be seen and talked about and understood and it it really is incredible to be in that room yeah and you used a word um several times earlier about um you use the term fresco but i think you're assuming that our audience might know what that is would you elaborate on what that means so it's a painting on a wall or a ceiling where 
um, the paint is painted into the plaster so that it, it soaks in and basically becomes part of the wall. So as opposed to like painting on a canvas. Got it. Yeah. So I just think that that's, um, it's interesting because it is a whole nother type of painting even that right. he was trying to learn to do in addition to maybe just the sheer act of lifting your arms and painting a ceiling. I mean, right. that's crazy. If you've ever painted your bedroom ceiling, you just <laughs> know how frustrating and exhausting that can be. Yeah. And some people are under the, uh, the misinterpretation that he laid on his back to paint it. I know that I had been told that um, a few times, but that's not how it happened. Like he stood and painted above his head, but he stood on scaffolding that he actually designed. He designed special scaffolding in order to uh, to work on it and spent four years painting that way, yeah, which is just crazy. incredible. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people don't know, too, that his handiwork is all over Vatican City, not just the Sistine Chapel, right. but um, you also can see um, where his um, crafty work, artsmanship, is on the doorknobs of the papal bed and all kinds of different things. I, I just think that's kind of fascinating, too, that he did a lot of stuff and he had a long career serving popes. Yeah, I think he did. I think he was commissioned to do art from like nine different popes. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, which is time. incredible to say like how long he was an incredible artist. Right. You know, that, that he would have that kind of longevity to be around for nine popes to commission him to do work. And it's just amazing to see what he did and what he contributed to the church and to culture and mm -hmm. and art the as we kind of know it now right yeah very interesting and um we kind of made our way through the sistine chapel which was um like you said it was really interesting oh and i forgot to say one of my favorite things about the sistine chapel was um the last judgment mm -hmm. which is um a painting that is on one of the back walls i can't front or back wall i can't remember but um but I just, I really, it captured me a lot. Just, um, I think the amount of um, pure joy that you see in the painting and then at the bottom, um, you just see such uh, devastation where um, yeah. people are um, are being sent to hell and, um, and the heartbreak of that. And it's all there in one shot. And, um, and St. Bartholomew's there, which we talk about him from in our Milan episode right, yeah. and the sculpture of him, uh, which was so amazing. And so you can see him there with his skin. And, and it was just really, um, I thought it was really well done and a little creepy. <laughs> but it was yeah. Uh, like with a lot of those paintings from that time, like there's some really like dark imagery in there, mm -hmm. but you're right. Like the contrast of like people going to heaven, people going to hell yeah. and kind of the everything in between is incredible. Yeah. And then we made our way to the Vatican museums, which is um, really where there's a, just a ton more stuff, um, including one of the things I thought was really interesting was seeing a sculpture that is um, called the Belvedere Torso. And, um, oh, yeah. and so it's this sculpture without arms, without legs, but it's like the torso of a, a man's torso. And so that, I, what's interesting about it, I think it's interesting to look at, but also what's interesting about that is how it inspired artists like Michelangelo mm -hmm. um, and, and how that they sculpted the human body. 
Is there something you know about that revolutionizes the way you travel? Can it solve problems and help people around the roadblocks on their adventures? Is it just plain cool? If you have a product like that, we'd love to tell people about it. Get in contact with us and maybe next time we'll be talking about your product right now. And then there was another room, kind of like a giant hallway, um, the really long room with yes. um, tons of maps hanging yeah. from the wall. And I'm talking like a map that's like two stories tall, like huge maps that are made of fabric. And um, and it's and, and there weren't they also um, it was maps of um, different parts of uh, the world um, at different times yeah. in history and kind of showed you where things were. But then um, it was also like done really well in terms of um, the dimensions. And I uh, how do I say that? Like uh, just the um, the sizes to kind of um, the accuracy of it. I guess. Oh, I could say. yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, incredibly accurate, especially for the time that they were done to be that close to the actual form of, of the Reality. land and ocean and like, yeah, yeah, the topography and, and all that. Like, yeah, that was really impressive, really cool. I think that was the room where our uh, tour guide kept saying like, stick with me. And then we would like <laughs> right. dart around the room with her, and because there's just so many people, even though you have a private tour, it's not your private Vatican City, you know. <laughs> so like you still have to deal with the crowds, and um, and she would just push her way through people, and then sometimes she'd turn around and say, "You're too nice." <laughs> yeah. Too nice. Tell him to get out of the way and just move. <laughs> it uh, it was like, and that was another like cool thing about being on a private tour like we were where it was just like the two of us and the tour guide is that we weren't we weren't waiting for I like I we had been on a, a lot of tours by that point on our trip and I remember like in London we took the Jack the Ripper tour and I remember several times like half the group would make it across the street before the light would change and we'd have to we'd all stand there as a light goes all the way through, like a stoplight goes all the way through all the cycles until the group, like the the other half yeah. of the group can make it to us. And it just ends up taking a lot of time. Well, when the three of us are like moving and she's like, okay, come this way. And like you said, like she's darting through and we we're trying to keep up. And you, we just got to see so much more than we would have if it would have been us and 20 people yeah and she just asked the most um specific questions like she really wanted to know what do you like and what do you want to know and i can tell you anything what do you want to know and and that was really overwhelming i did not feel prepared for that but once we kind of figured out what things we did identify as most interesting and stuff she really ran with that and she made it she made the tour our own um yeah. based on that which is i mean just really fascinating i wish i'd done more research you know i just didn't know how custom our tour would be <laughs> right like i i'm with you i wish that i had known that that question was coming i would have <laughs> like i would have been a little bit more prepared but um it was it was great regardless and yeah you know we go through all th all through the museums and all that stuff and then um we kind of 
wrapped it up by going through St. Peter's Basilica, Mm -hmm. which was incredible in and of itself. Like there's so much to see just in there, like below it are in the, the tombs of the popes that you can go down and see. Um, there's different pieces of artwork in every like nook and cranny. Um, so ornate. Every last thing is so ornate and you can see up on the ceiling even and the dome and everything that like everything is so ornate even up there. Right. Like even up there. I, and you know, since coming back from that trip, I've done, um, a puzzle. I think you helped me with it too. A puzzle of Mm -hmm. St. Peter's Basilica. And, um, and it was fun to just see how very ornate it really was. And, um, and just be reminded of like every last detail, um, did not go unnoticed. Yeah. And it's massive. Mm -hmm. It's so big in there. And you, you see, I think I think there were actually a couple of different church services going on while we were in there, just in little wings of it. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And uh, people praying here and there and and actual services going on, things like that. Just incredible to see. And one of the things that that I was really struck by was um, the whole idea of it being St. Peter's Basilica and there's a large bronze statue of St. Peter um, and he's the imagery of it is him as the first Pope and he's sitting on what is basically like a throne and he has the he's wearing the papal hat and garb and holding a scepter and people will walk by and touch the the foot of St. Peter um, for luck and there's actually a big long line of people waiting to come touch it some people touch it some people kiss it and it's been done so much that the foot is basically gone like the right foot of the statue is basically worn off of this bronze statue worn down to nothing from so many people having come through and touched it and just the the massiveness and ornateness and, and elegance of that. And in my mind was, there's such a contrast between that and St. Peter's prison hmm. that we went to. Yeah. Um, and that's there in Rome as well. Like far walking, less glorious. Right. And, this, yeah. this sort of hole in the ground where he was held until he was then executed and buried where St. Peter's Basilica is now Mm -hmm. and it's just just this incredible juxtaposition of of the same the same man and the things that are still around attached to him Um, right and just the idea that he he didn't see this like he didn't see all the glorious things that have been done in his honor he was in a prison yeah. And that was the life that he had to live. Um, and yet um, it is amazing that, you know, he, he gets the glory now, but it is um, ironic that he never got to see that. Right. Yeah. It never, never came about. But so many, so many works of art in there, like in St. Peter's Basilica mm-hmm. itself, there's actually a pope in there that has been dead for a couple hundred years. That's and, cool. 
is in a, a glass box to see him. <laughs> like and which was really like, really strange tell people what that looked like because it's mean, I kind of didn't understand when the it tour was like guide like sleeping beauty right I didn't understand when the tour guide was telling us at first that like and I think I even had to clarify with her and it, because I I remember saying so wait like that's actually him like are and, you sure that's the body yeah like and so it's a pope that's been dead for a couple hundred years and um when he died uh, supposedly like one of the signs of of his sainthood was that his body was miraculously like preserved mm-hmm. and so they have him in a glass box like dressed in his in his robes and a glass box with lights on and and he's now covered in wax but it's it's his body in there and so it still looks like because it's it's waxed and it's really well done like i mean it's still a person in there and was really super creepy <laughs> yeah it's like i mean i guess rotting skins and bones underneath wax underneath the wax yeah which is really crazy yeah that was um that was pretty weird to look at and then like everybody's taking pictures too and you're like uh that feels weird too right it's really odd um yeah and then one of the things i also loved from saint peter's basilica was um pieta by michelangelo which was a sculpture because that's his forte right um and uh it's a sculpture of mary holding jesus's dead body and um it's really um i just think uh poignant and yeah very very moving um incredible to see in person yeah just incredible yeah really well done and um and those were some of the, like the the high points i would say of yeah. vatican city um but i i just find that it being a country is so interesting in itself mm-hmm. and just the way it operates and so one of the things that i i feel like not everybody truly recognizes is that um, just that thought that it is a country and the Pope is basically um, the monarchy. Right. And the, the Pope is the head of the country. Um, but they have everything there. And our tour guide was so great to elaborate on this stuff. And this is the stuff I kind of wanted to know more about than anything was like how the Vatican City operates. And she talked about, you know, that, you know, whatever you have in any other country, we have it here. It's just on a smaller scale. So we have schools, we have homes, we have um, everything you need. Um, we have military, um, the Swiss Guard, which mm-hmm. is um, really just, it's really fun to see the Swiss Guard, too. Yes, because a lot of very... them are stationed around in their traditional mm-hmm. garb, uh, holding long axes. And, yeah. Um, there, to and but... They're not just decorations either. They're like they are there to keep the peace and to make sure that things stay safe, to guard the Pope. Yeah. And do those things. Yeah, cool to see them 
hanging around. Right. It really is cool. And um, taking, you know, it's always one of those things that's a photo op. Everybody wants to take pictures with them yeah. or of them. And, um, and but remember, they're, they're basically policemen on duty, you know. Mm-hmm. So they've got a job to do. And it's not uh, to be a celebrity. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then just the idea that they've got, the country has its own flag and anthem and um, stamps, passports, license plates, all those things. I just find that to be so fascinating and um, just makes it just stand out a lot yeah it uh it's so it's so cool to see and to get to experience um especially the way that we did um i would say like man if you're gonna like if you're gonna spend a little extra to do something really cool do the private tour like the private skip the line tour of vatican city you get so much out of it that we could have gone for three days ourselves stood in the line and got tickets and walked around ourselves and not got a tenth of what we were able to get out of um of that one day being there it was so cool yeah um let's be honest with people though it was expensive it was expensive. Like it was expensive. It was um, what several hundred dollars. Yeah. For each of us. Yeah. It was, I... it was a couple hundred bucks a piece. Yeah. Um, when we went and and then uh, like and a we tip didn't know on top of that. Yeah, and a tip on top of that, and we honestly didn't know if it was going to be worth it. Yeah, it was one of those things that I remember us feeling like, oh, man, it's just a lot of money, and do we really want to spend our money this way? Is this really what we want to do? But to to see it and I would definitely do it again yeah well and just the idea that um you should do a private tour for a place that matters to you so um be willing to be willing to spend money on a tour if it's the right tour for you if it's the right place and that could be a lot of different things you know um it could be a lot of different places um or you might just have one place that really sticks out to you but do it where it counts um you don't need to go on a private tour to every you know duomo you go to but um but just make sure you know if you really are interested in place like do it upright it'll be worth it yeah yep save a little more at home like yeah maybe like be a little bit cheaper at home for a little bit so that you can you can do it upright at the place like you said where you really want yeah so we want to hear from everybody out there listening yeah about the tours that they've been on what Mm -hmm. like what's the best tour you've been on like tell us about it so that we can add it to our list of stuff or like what's the worst tour you've been yeah, on. Yeah, we want to know that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let us know which ones to avoid so that uh, when we travel in the future we can benefit from your uh, your good times and your bad times. So <laughs> yeah. let us know. Uh, post something on social media and tag us. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, we'll be sharing pictures of our own adventures. And as always, you can find out more about us at TravelFOMOPodcast.com. Yeah. And I love it. The idea of people sharing just makes me so happy because it we really are just people that travel, right? Right. And we are already taking recommendations from friends and family. So it's just a bigger audience of people that we get to hear from and they get to guide us and we get to learn from them. And I just love that. And on that note, um, I want to thank one other person for helping 
helping take us across the pond this season, and that would be Jamin's mom. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Carol Houghton. <laughs> Carol was so kind to um, stay at our house the whole time. She house sat for us, and then um, she also cared for our little fur baby, Magnolia. And you guys haven't yet met Magnolia, but she is on um, a lot of adventures with us. Um, you'll hear a lot about her in the future, and yep. um, it's seldom that she does not go where we go. But overseas is yeah. a little tricky, so she had to stay back. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we just are really grateful for Carol for helping make Across the Pond happen. And this actually wraps up the first season of the Travel FOMO podcast. Yep. So Here that's exciting. And we've got so much more planned for you. You guys, we've got a big vision for this podcast and a lot of ideas, um, a lot of things we want to share with you and a lot of things we want to hear from you guys on. And in our next season, we're going to be taking you across the U.S. It's going to be our cities in the state season. Yep. And cities in the states. And we're going to be going to what vegas chicago uh -huh. new orleans yep. san antonio orlando so many places um so it's gonna be great yeah super excited about it uh, so much to share so many stories to tell yeah uh, be sure that you uh subscribe from wherever you are so you get notifications and also rate and review so to help us uh grow this thing that that we're trying to grow and share yeah. it with more people um, I think our first episode is going to be in the cities in the state season. It's going to be Vegas. We're excited to tell you all about it. We've been to Vegas a bunch of times. so Way um, more times than we can count. Yeah, probably more than we'll <laughs> admit to. But uh, we've got some great stories to share and uh, hope that you'll share yours with us. So yeah. uh, let's get engaged and, and do this. That's right. Life is short. Wander well.